Hey, hey, everybody. It's Allison Kaczkowski. Thank you so much for tuning in to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I'm so glad that you are with me on this Tuesday morning. I hope that wherever you are, you're doing something positive and fun for yourself. Um, I really feel like that's important, especially now, given the state of the world and given the, the state of the coronavirus pandemic, wherever it is in the world that you are, whatever is heavy on your mind and your heart today, that you do something that puts yourself first, because when we look after ourselves, uh, not only are we able to show up in the highest capacity of ourselves, but we're able to serve at the highest level too. And I feel like, especially right now, that's super important that we not just serve others at a high level, but we serve ourselves as well. And so if you've listened to my show the last few weeks or so, um, I've really had it's just really been my honor and my privilege to be able to talk to so many amazing people about their own self-care practices and the types of things that they do in their day-to-day lives and with their day-to-day businesses and their conversations with people. And just, I feel like right now perspective is so important. It's, It's always important, but I feel like right now it's even more important. And so today I am. I do want to remind you that before I get into who I'm talking with today, that you, if you have not had a chance to go back and listen to the last few weeks of my show, I would encourage you when you have the time and the and the mental space and the inspiration to do that, because I really feel like I really feel like that we're talking about some really good things now, not just interesting topics, but really helpful topics. And I feel like sometimes. We, we just need to know that we're not alone and that there are strategies and things that you can do to make yourself feel better, even when you feel like there's nothing that can be done. And so today I am super, super excited to have a guest with me who lives on the other side of the world. She is actually in Singapore and we connected online. And so I am super excited today to introduce Cynthia Jai. She is a voice coach. She focuses on voice coaching and Uh, helping her clients uh, rise to the highest version of themselves through voice coaching and speaking. Um, She has also done some TED Talks, and so she has a high visibility internationally, and she's super passionate about self-care too. Cynthia, thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Allison. Uh, I am very happy to join you. Why don't you tell me a little bit before we get into the show today, why don't you introduce yourself? Why don't you talk a little bit about what you do on a day-to-day basis with my, with my audience? Yeah, sure. So I will introduce myself to the listeners. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> and uh, yes, as Alison mentioned that I am a voice coach. I help people develop a powerful voice so that they can be heard and they can be seen as the authority. So that's mainly my work. Outstanding. So you help people in voice coaching and in doing that, you help them to find their voice so that they can share that with others, correct? That's right. Outstanding. Very good. How long have you been doing that? I've been doing that for 10 and a half years. (laughs) Okay. And before that, what did you do? I was working inside of a company and uh, training our own employees. Oh, so you were doing basically what you're doing now, but you were doing it in-house, right? There is uh, some difference. So before that, when I was working inside of a company, I was doing training on the topic of leadership and communication. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're just more in your zone of genius now, it sounds like. Yes. More outstanding. Yes. Okay. So so being that we talk about all things self-care on my show, I'm I'm really curious from a business perspective, when you're working with a client, 
Mm-hmm. How do you approach self-care and how do you wrap that in with what you're doing? Because I can't think of something that's even more important to us than our voice and the importance of our voice and being able to use our voice. So, so how do you, how do you frame the topic of self-care when you're working with a client? Mm, okay. So when they came to me, some of them, for example, um, they speak for long hours and then they lose their voice. So in terms of the physical voice mechanism, that's where they came to me to take care of their voice, to care for their voice. So that's uh, one side of it. And there are also some clients, they came to me because their voice either too soft or too loud, or they just feel that the voice doesn't project the power. So initially, when they came to me, they were only focusing on, uh, oh, Cynthia, I want to work on the voice production, help me with my physical side of the voice. But as we started to work on, I realized that they are, there is so much about their, their mindset, their psychology, which is that they are not accepting themselves. They are not loving themselves. Uh-huh. So then we work on the mindset part, on the psychological part about how to care for themselves. Okay. So what, what types of things do you talk, do you, how do you approach that with your clients? Cause I know mindset, it seems like, it seems to me like this is such a, a valuable, not just valuable, but such a, a hot topic right now. So many people are talking about mindset and why it's so important. And in your line of work, what types of things do you hear from your clients that signal to you that mindset needs to be a priority? Okay. So, for example, some of my clients, uh, they have developed a powerful voice. And even they have developed a powerful voice, they were still not using it, I realized. And then I, I noticed that they have the fear of being visible. Uh-huh. So when they have the fear of being visible, then they are not going to project their powerful voice when they had the opportunity. So then I would work with them on how they can uh, be comfortable with being visible. Okay. So can you literally like hear that in their voice as you talk to them? Yes. Yes. So uh, yeah, the other day I was just doing a webinar, which is called the healing power of your voice. And uh, I was sharing with the participants that the voice tells all those mindset blocks that we have, even though most people didn't realize that. Uh huh. So it's so interesting to me, I think, and I'm just speaking from my own experience. I think sometimes we know what we know, but we really don't know what we don't know. And so I think it's really valuable if somebody else, if you're working with someone in a professional capacity and they can pick up on something that maybe you wouldn't notice about yourself. Mm, Yes, that's right. So how do you how do you distinguish that when you're working with a client or when you're talking to someone? Is it are there are there certain things that you listen for, or is that something that's outlined from the beginning when you start with someone? Uh, so I would be listening to their voices first, and then see that what are the specific challenges that they are having, besides those challenges that they have realized, and I'll also share with them the challenges that they haven't realized in their voices and in their mindset that are blocking them speaking up to be heard. So once we point it out, so we will be working one is we work on the body, the voice, the voice projection. Uh-huh. And then at the, at the same time, we work on, we also work on the mindset to help them uh, release themselves from those mindset blocks. 
I love the way you put that because when I'm sometimes when I'm talking with someone, if it's one of my college students or someone who's in one of my classes or a client, you know, what, how you project your voice really says a lot about you because I feel like some people, you know, they may be the first to say that they're not all that confident, but as soon as you hear them talk without knowing anything about them, you can almost pick up on that. That's right. Yes. Yeah. And I just think it's one of those things that, you know, it sometimes just takes a professional to really pick up on those little, but it's those little things that really make such a big difference. Yes. Yeah. Besides, besides that, also I ask my clients to listen to themselves because sometimes that most people, the first time they heard of themselves on any form of recording, they would say that, oh, I, I hate that voice. After that, they just stop listening to themselves. And uh, when they start to listen to themselves, that's where they actually started to have some awareness on how their voice is landing on other people. Yeah, that's so, I love how you say that because, you know, the fear of public speaking is real. I mean, I think, when I was, I was reading an article, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago, that, that the fear of public speaking, I think, is one of the top two fears, you know, that most people have. Yeah. Um, the other one, believe it or not, was like a fear of insects. I forget if it's like insects or spiders or whatever. But fear of public speaking was like way up there at the top. Why do you think that is? The main reason is the fear of being ashamed that's one of the one of the key things. It could be, for example, some of my clients, uh, for those who give presentations, they will be saying that, "Oh, I'm afraid that I will say something stupid. I'm afraid that they will laugh at me. I'm afraid that they will think that I'm not confident or I'm not as competent as they thought." Uh-huh. So it's the fear of um, being ashamed in front of a group. Yeah, it's so funny. I feel like sometimes even in my own conversations with people, and sometimes I have to remind myself of this, that when we say something to somebody that, Mm -hmm. you know, we can be like super afraid inside of us that it might come wrong. But the reality is, is that nobody's really going to know that unless we tell them. (laughs) Yes. So you, how do you go about getting around that with your clients? I work with them to build the confidence that is grounded in themselves, knowing who they are, instead of, oh, if I said something uh, stupid, they will laugh at me, then my confidence is affected. Uh So I always tell my clients, your confidence is not built on how other people are reacting to you. It is built on how you believe in yourself. And then it also goes back to what we were talking before recording the show is that, or in, well, we record the show Uh is that they are not accepting themselves. Even if you said something stupid, so what? It, it won't affect how other people see you just because you said something stupid once, or it may be stupid to you. It may not be stupid to other people. Yeah, that is. That is, I love how you put that because it's such a relative term. You know, I feel like we are our own critics so much of the time. Yes. Feeds into the whole self-care and self-love piece that I think is so missing right now because, you know, we validate, we get to where we validate, we find our identity in what we do. And Mm -hmm. much of that is what we do for others, how others see us in the world, how society judges us. And we forget that, the most important piece in all that is how we view ourselves, what we think of ourselves. 
Yeah, so I always tell my clients, you need to find that ground in yourself instead of searching it all over the other places instead of inside of you. Yeah, that's, I love how you put that. I think, I think there are just so many people in the world that need to hear that, especially right now. I mean, people who are furloughed and, and not able to work or, you know, cut off from all their communities because, you know, we're told we need to stay at home right now. And I feel like so many people are forget that their biggest ally and their biggest cheerleader is themselves. Mm, yes. Yeah. So what that's types right. of things do you do with your clients to help what types of self-care uh, practices do you encourage with your clients? I mean, do you work with them on an individual plan or do you sort of have a signature thing that you teach? So I do uh, both. One is I do um, one-on-one coaching. Two is I do group coaching. Uh-huh. So both of them, uh, there is my signature system and uh, there will be some variations based on different individuals. So uh-huh. because different, different individuals they have different voice problems. Uh, so there is a So in, in a group setting, you find that there's a whole lot more that you can actually do than just individual because there's so much to be said about the power of a group. Yes. And then also that um, for the group, the, the, the advantage is that they can also learn from each other. They can encourage each other. So that helps a lot for a lot of people. And they can also feel um, much yeah, they can also feel much more relaxed in a way that they thought, oh, this person also felt nervous or felt anxious in this situation. I am not alone. <laughs> yeah, I love how you put that because that, yeah. especially right now, that's so important that people realize they're not alone. But I yeah. also think that in a group setting, it can really, you know, for lack of a better way to say it, it's like, it's almost like you're calling yourself out when you see, when you become aware of something, I think you notice it so much more in other people. And so, in, for, in, for example, in maybe in a group setting with you, if someone would feel like what they say might be seen as stupid, if they're mm-hmm. thinking it, then someone else is probably thinking it too. Yeah. And also the other thing I do in the group, even for my one-to-one coaching client, is that every time when they made so-called made a mistake, I would say, I would say that, okay, now it's time to celebrate. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I love that because I talk so much in my work about celebrating the wins. I mean, it's so much about celebrating the little small things. We get so accustomed to thinking, well, it's not that big a deal. It's not that important. It was only this much money. It was only this. It was only that. And I'm like, really, when you say that, you're just training your mind to say that everything you do is not significant. Mm, Yes, yes. So, you know, I, I love that, that you say, okay, now it's time to celebrate. You know, we're all on the same page, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, outstanding. Very good. So mm-hmm. things that you shared with me before we, before we got on here today is that you really like to travel. You really think that travel yes. is a big way for you to kind of recharge and reset. Why don't we talk about that a little bit? Why, or have you always been a traveler? Um, I think so. I think what, even when I was in college, uh, whenever I got a chance, I would be traveling around. Yeah. And, and, tell me, and tell me, where did you grow up? Oh, I was born in China and huh. uh, I was growing up there and then moved to Singapore about 14 years ago. Okay. But you, but you travel internationally, like you've been all over the world. Yes. Right? Yes. So yeah. I travel um, about 
80 percent. 80 percent is for work. So I give、uh, speeches in different parts of the world,、mm-hmm. and then the other twenty percent is my own personal vacation. Yeah. But even for those、um, those corporate engagements, whenever I travel to a place to speak, after speaking, I would spend almost at least a week or two to travel around the region. Oh, I love that. I, I, there's so many people that. That I know that do that. That just that yes. I, I personally I love to travel. I'm a North Carolina girl. I was born and bred in North Carolina, but and I've never lived outside the state. But I have traveled quite a bit. But where's your favorite place? Do you say that you've been internationally? Do you have one? Yes, there are. <laughs> there are actually so many. Ah <laughs>、uh, no. Well, that's okay. You can have more than one. <laughs> okay.、Uh, I would say that.、Um, The first, the first thing is Europe. If we say not a specific country but a continent, I I love Europe,、mm. and also because of my work, I get to do a lot of work in Europe. And、uh, so every time when I finish that, I'll be traveling around. So now I would say that I I have visited not all but almost、uh, the entire Europe except some some countries. Okay, so like, where in Europe do you really like? I mean, do you have a couple of favorite places, or is it just too yes. narrow down? Yes. So I love、uh, the Alps. So、uh-huh. any country that's、uh, that are around the Alps, I like them. Like uh, Switzerland, uh, like uh, France, Germany, and、uh, yeah. So all these countries around the Alps, I like. And also countries with beautiful nature, like、yeah. uh, Nor- Norway. So I love Norway. Uh, I was、uh, before the <laughs> breakout, the coronavirus、uh-huh. outbreak. Before the breakout、uh, happened in Europe, I was in Iceland. Oh wow! I, I like Iceland as well. <laughs> yeah, Iceland. I, I've never been, but I have friends who have been, and they say it is absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it's a very interesting place. Yeah. Did you see?、Yeah. Tell me about the Northern Lights. Oh. <laughs> The Northern Light、uh, was such an adventure. Uh huh. <laughs> so that's why in Iceland、uh, they have this、uh, I, this tour, this Northern Light tour, almost every day, every night, because they can see the Northern Light so easily there.、Uh, the only thing is, it is for luck, and、uh, so I went there two nights in a row <laughs> without luck. Oh no! You gotta just have to hope that you're that you're in the right place at the right time, right? That's right. And then, but the、uh, tour guide, the tour company said,、uh, you will have the the same voucher for two years. So welcome back in the future. <laughs> oh wow, that's interesting. I did not realize that. Yeah. Who was um, who worked in law enforcement for close to thirty years and retired, and one of the first trips she did was to Iceland. And、oh. he actually got was the night that she went to do the Northern Lights. She actually, I mean, I guess to to piggyback on what you're saying, it was it was luck for her. She really got to see a lot, but but on but I know for some people that's not always the case. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, did you check out any of the hot springs while you were there? Oh、uh, no, because my schedule was quite tight there, and I、yeah. saw the the cases. The number of the cases was increasing. So、oh, I see. Okay. I was short, shortening the trip. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Well,、yeah. 
you know, sometimes that's just the way it goes. You know, sometimes they're just things that happen that are just not within our control and we just have to, we just have to modify accordingly. You know, it doesn't mean that yes. we feel disappointment, but it just means and, that. Yeah. And I feel that that gave me another chance to go back to Iceland. <laughs> yeah. That's a great, that's a great, that's a great way to, that's a great way to, to pivot on that. I think, you know, and just, you know, just to throw this out there, I think especially right now, there, there's so many things that people were planning on doing and experiencing, and now they're either putting it on hold or canceling them altogether. And, and it just, um, I think it's just a reminder that, you know, instead of saying, I can't do that, I think what we have to remind ourselves is maybe I can't do that right now is a better way to say it. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, yeah. reframing. So one of the things I do a lot in my business um, the last couple of years is I've done a lot of uh, destination fitness retreats and I had, you know, two or three planned for this year and to put those really on hold because of what's happening in the world. I have been able to reschedule one of my retreats for August, assuming that, you know, we're going to be okay to, to travel, you know, somewhat by then. So why don't you talk a little bit about what travel does for you from a self-care perspective? <laughs> One thing I've realized was that whenever I came back from a trip, uh-huh. I, became, I became more patient. <laughs> oh, that's, I love that. How so? Yes. <laughs> I just felt that, for example, in the past, maybe if I'm working with uh, someone who just couldn't get it, and as a professional coach, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, rush them. Uh-huh. But I just felt, I just felt, oh, what if they can do faster? Yeah. What if they could improve faster? Yeah. But, but when I came back from the trips, those thoughts, they were just disappearing. And uh-huh. I, was, I was noticing myself. I was thinking, oh, this is interesting. And uh, I didn't have that thought anymore. It just I felt that I was taking my time to uh, to work with their pace of progress. Uh-huh. I love how you put that because I feel like I feel like after a while we all get in a rut to some degree. You know, we yes. all get impatient to use your word, or we all get frustrated because we feel like we either should be further along, or we feel like things just aren't happening, and that's usually a sign that we need to slow down. So, is, some, is travel something that you encourage with your clients? Um, yes. So I, I would always say that get some time off for yourself. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I share well, I with them. That... I, yes. I Go said, ahead, I sorry. become, I become more patient when I come back. So uh, y- you should go on a trip. I tell my Yeah. Clients. I love that. I just, I really feel like so many people need to hear that. You know, they need to hear yeah. that. I think for some people though, there's a fear that they're either going to miss something or there's, there's a fear that things are going to pass them by if they actually leave, you know, their life for a few days or they, they decide to take a break that they feel like maybe when they come back that something's not going to be there, you know, and that's like, that's not really a function of being afraid to travel. I think that's a function usually of something else. Yeah. So some of my clients, they thought it, uh, they thought of that as well. And I said, guess what? <laughs> guess what? Without you, your company will, will still be able to run. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think we just, and that's just, I think this just goes back to what we started our conversation with. I think, you know, we get so tied to what we do, you know, we get, we attach ourselves so much to what we do and being busy and being productive that we forget that there's so much more to us than actually what we do. What we do is only part of us. And, you know, when we're able to, to go and, 
maybe if travel isn't your thing, maybe you could, you know, do something locally. I know friends who do staycations, they call them, you know, they mm, may yes. keep the town yes. where they live, but they, they detach themselves from their work and they do something else. Yeah. There are some of my friends, they do that uh, in the local hotels as well for weekends. Yeah. 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 I just think that whatever that looks like for you, I just think that that needs to be an important piece. Um, I know personally myself, I've always, I've always like, you know, I, I like to, you know, plan to go somewhere for a few days, you know, ahead of time. And then I get excited about it. And it, it doesn't just give me a reason to something to look forward to, but just mentally, it just, I find that it just, it puts me in a better space because I feel like, okay, I do have a break coming. I do have a break coming. And I feel like as human beings, we, we almost need our own ways to, to keep ourselves fresh and engaged. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And also so, by traveling. Yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. By traveling, I felt my compassion grows. So I think this compassion also makes me more patient at the same yeah. time. It gives me the compassion for for those who are different from me in so many ways. So I think it really opens up my perception, my perspective. Oh, I love that. I really yeah. do love that. I always find that when I go somewhere different, you know, and I'm not in my, you know, my the city where I live or even the state where I live, that I just feel like, you know, when you open yourself up to learning more about how others live and what others are doing, it just, it, mm. where, where you are in a completely different perspective. Yes. There, it, it reminded me of uh, the first time when I was in Spain. So it, when I was in Spain and uh, I was looking at how people are living and what, when they're having their meals, for example, they have their lunch at about three o'clock, 3 p.m. Uh-huh. <laughs> So at the time, I was thinking, wow, this is so different. And so I had to adjust myself to make sure that I, I'm able to uh, be adaptive into the local, the meal hours. Uh-huh. And also, I saw the way they are living. And uh, it dawned on me was, what dawned on me was, there are different ways of living. The ways of living that I know of when I'm growing up is work hard. Uh, achieve your goals, um, be accomplished. But it was not that important with all those um, audience members, all those people I came across in Spain. Mm -hmm. So it started to make me think life is not about uh, being accomplished all the time. So it was such a big revelation when I was in Spain for the first time. I love that because I find I've, I've been a little guilty of that. A lot of my professional life is that, you know, achievement really motivates me and, and getting things done and, you know, all of that just really, it, it motivates me to continue to work hard. And, you know, I'm not suggesting that, that anyone out there listening, you know, say, well, I'm just not going to work that hard anymore. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. But I think we just toss so much of our identity to that, that, yeah, it takes being in a different environment to, to realize that sometimes. That's right. Yeah. Outstanding. Well, let's, let's assume before we wrap up, let's assume someone out there is listening and they're, they're really feeling like, you know, that they're either not confident or they need to, you know, they know they have a voice to share and they know they have something that they want to do, but they're just not quite sure where to start in terms of taking care of themselves. What would you say to that person? 
I would say that first of all, if、uh, they know they have a voice but they were not able to share that, find opportunities that they can share that. For example, it doesn't have to to be that you share it with a group. It can be just you are sharing with friends around you. You are sharing with people around you. Sometimes, maybe even if you ask for help, like oh, I have maybe talk to your friends. Oh, I want to share this、uh, message. Do you know anyone that I can share this message with? So sometimes, ask for help, and then people would remember the help that you asked, and then. Someday in the future, they probably will surprise you. So that will be the first thing to to do is if you have a message and you know you have a powerful message, start sharing it, even if it's just one person that you are sharing with. Oh, I love that because I feel like you know this goes to the whole thought that when you're when you're you 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 just feel like the little things just don't really matter and they and everything matters. I think. I mean. From what you say to what you do to the decisions that you make, every little thing is a step closer to getting what you want. Yes, and then there there was a student、um, client, one of my group coaching client,、uh, students. So she was saying that, oh, I I need to、uh, prepare this one first, then I can share it. I need to do this one first, then I can share it.、Uh-huh. I said you are just po- postponing sharing your message. Is you're not sharing your message is not because your message is not perfect because you think you are not perfect yet, but、uh-huh. someone out there is waiting to hear your message. It's like s- someone out there is drowning, and then you say, "Oh, let me make sure that、uh, I am swimming perfectly, and then I'll come back and save you." <laughs> yeah, no,、late. I love that. That that is that is so true because you know it's just. I think, in a way, people just people either think that what they have to say doesn't really matter,、mm-hmm. or they feel it's it's just it's a call to realize it. It just calls into into visibility that there are things about us that we don't like. It's like a perf- it's like perfectionism syndrome almost. And really, at the end of the day, it's just a, a delay tactic. You know, as as the way you outlined it, that's that's what that's what I would call it. So, is there anything else before we sign off that that you'd like to share with my audience? Are there any like tips, you know, from a professional, even not just from a professional perspective, but just as a national traveler? I mean, any other self care tips you'd like to share? Yes,、uh, the other thing is、um, meditation, because meditation gives you the time to be with yourself. So earlier we were talking about you need to be building this ground where inside of yourself where you can seek confidence from. So to build that ground in yourself, you need to be with yourself.、Uh-huh. So you need to be with yourself. Meditation is one of the good ways. And most of my clients, when I suggest them to do meditation, they will say that oh, I I cannot focus with just counting my breath.、Uh, meditation does not mean. Counting your breaths only. It can be a guided meditation, so you can listen to some guided meditation tapes,、um, recording recordings. Those will help you to be with yourself. Yeah, I I I totally I I completely agree with you. I I find I have my own things that I like to do for meditation. I do I have some guided ones that I listen to, but I also just like to. Sit. I usually have a little time to myself early in the morning, every day,、uh, 
Um, and it, you know, when that time is, it just varies. Um, but I sometimes find that in the quiet is when I can really let the thoughts come to me, you know, and then I feel like I'm acting from a, a place of inspiration rather than just feeling like I'm, you know, in reaction mode. Well, Cynthia, this has been super fun. I'm so glad we were able to connect. Please tell me where my audience can find you. Sure. So they can, the best way they can find me is on YouTube. So okay. on YouTube, I have a channel where now we have, uh, I think it's 37.7K subscribers. And uh, they are over 100 videos. Each video I talk about some voice problems. And there are also some ones I did recently. Uh, there was a guided meditation that I help people to work with their panic emotion. Uh-huh. Uh, in this coronavirus outbreak. So that's, uh, they can just go to YouTube and then search Cynthia Voice Coach and they should be able to find me. All right, outstanding, Cynthia Voice Coach. Okay, perfect. Well, I will have all of that information in my show notes. So if you're, you know, if you're out there listening and you want to know more about Cynthia and you want to connect with her on YouTube, then you can just click the link on my show notes page. Cynthia, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for joining me this morning from the other side of the world. Um, I know it's evening where you are, so. Sure. Um, I really appreciate it. I'm glad we were able to, I was glad we were able to get this done. Yes, me too. Awesome. Thank you for having me. No problem. My pleasure. We'll have to get you back for a future episode. Maybe when, when we're actually, when everyone in the world is back to traveling and we can talk a little bit more about that. This is Allison Kaczkowski. Thank you so much again for joining me today uh, for the ultimate journey of self-care. Your support means everything to me. If you are um, on Facebook and you would like to connect with, with me, I do have a private community that I would love for you to come be a part of living your ultimate life through fitness and self-care. We talk about all things fitness, health, self-care, travel and leisure, all kinds of fun, interesting topics because self-care is not just simply about living in the gym and eating right. It's about all the little things that help us show up as the best version of ourselves. If you are not on Facebook, uh, you can find me through my website. That's CU Fitness, the letter C, the letter U fitness.com and click contact us and just send me an email. I love to hear from you. I love to hear what works, what doesn't work. Um, if you are particularly inspired, and even if there's a topic you would like to see me cover on my show, I always encourage open communication. Uh, this is Allison Katzkowski again with the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. Again, thank you so much for listening. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life. Let's make it a good one. Bye.